Bible says, Peter, third John. I didn't prepare to preach a message today. So, I'm going to have to preach anyhow. Third John. We've been talking about becoming financially prosperous, working in financial freedom. Hallelujah. Working in financial freedom in uh, 2020, isn't it? Let's read Third John 2. Third John 2. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Give me the message Bible. We are the best of friends and I pray for good fortune in everything you do, for good health that your everyday affairs prosper as well as your soul. Hallelujah. I, I believe that one of the things that as Christians, I, correct me if I'm wrong, but one of the things that we, is making the gospel not become impactful is finances. Isn't that right? And it just so happens that we are all trying to chase finances and so we don't give much attention to the things of God the way we want to give. Are you with me? And the Bible also says that through wisdom is a house built and with understanding it is filled with goodly things. Which means that the thing that we are lacking is not necessarily finances but it's the wisdom of God to create it. In Deuteronomy 8, chapter, chapter 8, verse 18, it says that you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he that gives you the ability to create wealth. Are you with me? So, God, Hallelujah. So, what we are lacking is not, is the God knowledge that will make us financially free to serve the Lord. I am sure if I, if I were to ask or if I were to ask, really ask you truthfully, if, you had, if money was not an object, an, an issue, would you, finances were not a, an issue, would you, be, would you give your time, your energy, your effort to serving God? I am sure all of us will say yes because we love God with a passion. But the problem we have is the know how to make, to become financially free and secure. Amen. Today I'm going to give you seven biblical steps. Seven. Steps from the Bible that will help us to become financially free. Amen. Remember the scripture. It is the Lord who gives us the power to get wealth. 
Amen. It doesn't matter what we do. It is God who gives us the power. So all this knowledge and wisdom that we are talking about, if we don't use God's wisdom, it will just be another, uh, what do you call it? Theoretical exercise. Hallelujah. It will just be a theoretical exercise that will just come and pass. And that would go without any difference in our lives. Amen. Are you okay with me so far? How am I doing? I'm doing okay. All right. So, understand that whatever wealth comes into your hands, you are only a steward of it. Amen. And a steward has to give account. Hallelujah. Of whatever has been entrusted into their hands. It is God that gives you the ability to create wealth, which means that when you create wealth, it is not for you. Let's read on. It says that, that he may establish his covenant, which is swore to your fathers. He didn't even swear to you. Amen. So it is a covenant with your fathers. That is the reason why he's giving you the power to create wealth. Which means that the wealth that you are creating is not for you. Amen. How many understand what I'm saying? The wealth we are creating is not for us. If you understand this, you won't be too bogged down in what I can get, what I can get, what I can get. Because what you are, you are getting is not for you. You're only a steward. Hallelujah. I, am I okay? So first, wisdom key. Wisdom key number one. Proverbs 21, 20. There is desirable treasure and oil in the dwelling place of the wise, but a foolish man squanders it. Give me the Living Bible translation. Have you got a Living Bible? The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. Can I say it again? The wise have wealth and luxury, but fools spend whatever they get. In fact, there is a study that says that if the whole wealth, the whole world's wealth was collected, from everywhere, every source, gathered together and split amongst the whole population, world's population, everybody will get over $10,000. Every human being. We are about 8 billion human beings. If we take the whole world's wealth and divide it, give or take, let's say 100,000, 
Every human being, even the one who has just been born this minute, will get 100,000 US dollars. Exactly five years, 10 years from the, the day that money was equitably distributed, the money will go back to where it is now. Did you understand the equation? Which means that what is what <laughs> Michael is laughing. What, what, what causes poverty is folly. Foolishness. It's not how much educated you are. It's not uh, uh, the type of job you do. It is not where you come from. It is not where you live. It's not all, none of it. It is just simply folly. Because the scripture says that the wise have wealth and luxury. But the fools are poor. Why are they poor? Because whatever they get, they spend. Whatever they get. And I started by saying that we are stewards. Which means that whatever you get is not for you. Hallelujah. Am I making sense? The first step is to develop a spending plan. Which means that whatever money comes from one pound to as much money as you think that comes to your hand has, been, has to be spent according to plan. So the first step is Develop a spending plan. Don't be haphazard in your spending. Don't be obeyed the wind with the amount of money that comes into your pocket. There are some people when they get money into their pocket, it's as if their pocket is there's a fire is burning a hole in their pocket. It's like spending, 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 spending. Spend before you realize they are they are buying things they don't need. Preach. Take your time, Pastor. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's as if there's a fire fire in the purse. There's a fire in the pocket. You can't breathe. You can't tell. I wish Kiran was here. <laughs> you can easily tell that there's money in their pocket because all of a sudden there's a, it's like you are preaching. And the Bible says that they are fools because fools spend whatever they get. I didn't write the Bible, so don't look at me that way. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Listen, every money you get is not yours. And that is why as a church or as Christians, we are blessed with the with the, the knowledge that when we get any income, 
10% belongs to God. It is a training that is supposed to help us in our dealings with money. That whatever you get is not yours. You are only a steward. So if you get, let's say for instance, you get 10 pounds. The 10 pounds doesn't belong to you alone. One pound out of the 10 belongs to God. And if one pound out of the 10 belongs to God, then other pounds out of the 10 belongs to other people. And other things. So it is not to buy a new shoe. It's not to buy a new uh, bag. It's not to go more to KFC. more KFC. Preach, Pastor, preach. More chicken. <laughs> Hello? You are preaching. Take your time, Pastor. Am I making sense? A year of deliverance. Oh, Kira. God bless you. God bless you, Kira, for coming. <laughs> you can come and sit here. Oh, no, no, sit here, sit here. Sit here. Sit here. Sit down. Listen, I went to Kira's church last Sunday. He has a fantastic church. Very, very fantastic, powerful church. You know, when you see him here, you easily not respect him. But he's a powerful man of God. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's apart all jokes aside. I mean, I was very impressed with his church. Pastor Sam, Pastor Sam. Yeah. And they were very, very receiving and very eager. Powerful choir. Their choir is bigger than our choir. Oh, I'm not telling you a lie. Their choir is bigger than our choir. I was very shy. I decided that when I come, I'm going to fire my Christians, all of them, because they are useless. <laughs> Hallelujah. Listen, let us understand that everything, every money that comes into your pocket doesn't belong to you. Don't become somebody that consumes everything that comes into your pocket. Remember, the wise have wealth. And luxury, but fools spend more than. You know, one day we went to, we went on a preaching tour. We visited some countries in South America. Then we ended up in America. North America. America. We went to about four different countries. And when we went to, I don't want to mention the names of the countries, but all the countries were very poor. The, the South American countries were very poor. But in those poor places, the offerings were about can I quantify the offerings? Let's say the offerings in North America was $10,000. In country one, we got $15,000. In country two, we got $18,000. In country three, we got $21,000. In country four, we got uh, $22,000. Then in North America, we got $10,000. Mm-hmm. 
Yes. You know, so we're like, we, 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 after this, the, 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 all the visits, we sat down. And then somebody was saying, ah, so how come in the poor countries you got more money than the rich places? And as we're deliberating, we realized that rich people are rich because they think in a certain way. And they behave in a certain way. Rich people don't easily part with money. Rich people, they don't give. Yeah. Except they have analyzed and quantified and, you know, before they sow. When they are sowing, it is deliberate. They don't throw money away. Poor people are very, very emotional. Every all the money is gone. You are preaching, pastor. You are preaching. You are preaching. It's like, when I'm happy, I'll give. When I'm happy, I'll eat. When I'm happy, I'll drink. When I'm happy, I'll do a party. If you give me a prophecy, I'll give. If you give me a prophecy, I'll give you money right now. Right now, right now, right now, Melissa. Right now, speak. So say, I've seen, I've seen somebody have tied your room. The person wearing a blue shoe. No, that's all they said. They didn't say bring money. They just said that immediately the person I'll give one thousand. That's emotional. The others are, they didn't really sit down and calculate it. <laughs> I'm not saying don't give. But what I'm saying is that from today, I'm advising if you are sitting here, be very deliberate with your spending. You have never tithed before. But the prophet comes and you are giving a thousand. Listen, you, the heavens above you stayed. It is locked. So that 800,000 is not, it's not open. You see, the giving brings a reciprocal blessing when the heavens are open. The tithe and offerings opens the heaven so that whatever you give, you receive. That's him calling. I'm not picking. Are you getting how it works? But if you give and there is not the opening, even when heaven wants to give, have you tried to give something to somebody who, who is doors locked before? Like a postman is bringing your parcel and your door is locked. What do you think is going to happen? Am I making sense to you? So really what is supposed to be a blessing because you have not been obeying the rule that would make the heavens open. Your giving doesn't give you a reciprocal blessing. Are you understanding what I'm trying to say? So you see, uh, God said, uh, uh, Prophet Samuel said to Saul, to obey is better than to sacrifice. Obedience is something that you can never uh, go around. When you disobey, whatever you, uh, the consequences are, you have to suffer it. I don't care how much you pray. Are you, are you with me? So you pray, but you don't give your tithe. You have broken a rule. So the heavens are closed. All the seven blessings in Malachi 3, you don't get them. 
But if you give, he says, give and, and try me here with, if I will not open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, so much blessing that you won't have room to receive it, that you become a prosperous land, that you'll be a land that is envied. That, uh, do, do you get what I'm, There are seven blessings. All those blessings are cut off from you because you have disobeyed. So when you are going and now you're responding to a, a prophecy with 800 or 1,000 pounds, it doesn't negate the, 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 the 100 pounds you should have paid for your tithe. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying? And that is what rich people understand. Rich people understand, rich people don't play with their tithe. Rich people don't play with giving to charity. They don't go to church. They don't understand anything about God or church. But if it comes to charity, they give. Every rich person I know supports a charity. They have a philanthropic something they give to. And they are very, very, very committed to it. Because you see, what makes rich or what makes wealth is deliberate commitment to spending. It's not haphazard. Am I making sense to somebody? Your spending habits must be very controlled. Preach, Pastor. Live on a budget. Preach it. I don't care how much money you get or how much how sporadic you are paid. Live on a budget. Hello? Hello. Everett. If mommy gives you one pound every week, don't ask mommy for more ice cream and more chocolate. No. It is that one pound you must spend. Listen, have a budget every week. I live on 50 pounds. Or whatever less. So when the fifty pounds is finished, I'm it finished is finished. I'm finished for the week till next week. They are preaching. They are preaching. It's like, oh, I cannot come. Why? Because my money is finished for the week. Out. I can't go out. Why? Because my money is finished for the week. I have to wait till next week. Yeah. Yes, but I know that you have eight hundred pounds in your bank account. No, no, the eight hundred pounds is not for this week. <laughs> <laughs> Hello? Yeah. Oh, now nah, some people are looking at me. Some two are looking elsewhere. You see, the people are looking elsewhere. They are guilty. That's why they are not looking at me. <laughs> Am I making sense to somebody? Listen, learn to live on a budget. It is not about what you have in the bank, it's about discipline. Are you with me? And you see, it doesn't matter how much money you budget to live on. If you are disciplined, you will live on it. And believe you me, you'll be comfortable living on that, on that amount. Are you with me? All it means is that you have to do a little bit of adjustments. Shop in different places. Do, do you understand? Investigate your shopping a little bit more. 
हेलो एमेन सो वॉज द फर्स्ट स्टेप डिवेलप वॉट Everything is an emergency for you. <laughs> Everything is an emergency. I have to go to the shop. I need a blue shoe. I have to go to Why do you need a blue shoe? Why do you need a blue shoe? Oh, I'm going to this this uh, party. I'm going to this party. The team is blue. I need a blue shoe. No, 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 no. They made the team blue. They have made the team blue. If you have your black shoe, put your black shoe on and go. Because after this party with this blue shoe, where else would you wear this blue shoe to? Listen, somebody blessed me with a red shoe about two years ago. That shoe is still under my bed. I don't know what to do with it. <laughs> Because I don't know what outfit I can wear. That will... Go with the red shoe. And, and, and apart from having an outfit that goes with the red shoe, where will I be going that demands a red shoe? <laughs> I don't know whether if anybody needs a red shoe, I have a red shoe, I can give it to you. <laughs> you don't want it. Because I don't know what to do. <laughs> I have a red shoe, so I have to go and look for a red trousers. I have to go and look for a red trousers to go with the red shoe. So I'm going, emergency, red trousers, red trousers. That's why I get, get a red trousers. Red shirt, red shirt, red shirt. Then you are, you are coming out for the Christmas. <laughs> yeah, and then after that event, what do you do with the rest? The, the, the shoe, the shoe and the suit. Listen, it is not every emergency that you must respond with money. You're on a budget, you're on a budget. I have a sister who earns a five-figure salary. Yeah. But anytime there's a need for money, she's the one who hasn't got money. She earns five-figure salary, my sister. But when they say money, we need money right now. <clears throat> the Bible says that when goods are increased, increased are they that eats them. That eats them. Look for that scripture for me. When goods are increased. The fact that you have gotten a promotion doesn't mean that you must spend all the money. Increase your spending. The fact that you have just been blessed with 100 pounds doesn't mean that the 100 pounds must finish. It must go. It must, all, all must go. Closing down soon. Chanel, look forward. Don't cause any problems for me. Just look and smile. Don't look at anybody. I have domestic fights 
When goods are increased, Ecclesiastes chapter 5, verse 11, when goods are increased, they increase who eat them. Give me the King James. When goods increase, they are increased that eat them. And what good is there to the owners thereof? Saving, beholding of them with their eyes. Your salary has now suddenly gone up by 10,000 pounds. Hey, you come and give a testimony. Then now you adjust all your spendings to fit the 10,000 increase. I need a new car. This is my rickety car. I need to change it. My clothes, my wardrobe. I have to change my wardrobe. New restaurant. I have to change where I eat or what organic, I eat. Organic. No, no, no. Listen, learn to live on a budget. Everyone in this room, you can live very comfortably on 50 pounds or less a week. Hello. How many are going to do that from today? Yeah. Listen, have a, an account. That is your spending account. And every week, load that account with 50 pounds. And put all your cards down. Your credit cards, your this card, your that card. They put them all out of your wallet. And now you roam with the 50 pounds. I don't care how you, you eat it, how you spend it. You can spend it all today <laughs> and then have to go six days fasting. <laughs> or you can decide to spend 10 pounds every day and then Saturday and Sunday you fast. Whatever you do, I don't care. What I'm saying to you is that have a budget, 50 pounds, you load it. Every Sunday, every Sunday night, you load the 50 in. Don't put 200 in for the month. No, no, no. You load it Sunday for the next Sunday, for the next Sunday, for the next Sunday. Capish? Are we together? Are you understanding what I'm saying? I'm showing you how to get out of debt and how to become wealthy. Hello? Can I move on from this step? It looks like I need to stay here a little bit more. <laughs> Number two. Number two, get out of debt. Number two is what? I want everybody to say it. Number two is what? Okay. All right. Now, let me show you how we are going to get out of debt. Are we, are we okay? Let's assume we are all in debt. So now, let's get out of debt. What you don't see, you cannot get out of. So the first thing is, face all your debts squarely. Some of us in this room listening to me, you try to forget the debt you owe. How many know what I'm talking about? Not you, but you know somebody who knows somebody who does that. Give me a wave. 
<laughs> people are I'm in people's houses and I'm stepping on people's shoes. So now people are getting uncomfortable. Do you know when I know when I, I'm in your, in, your, in your room? When you don't look at me, you're looking everywhere but me. You're looking at, you're trying to be busy. I know that I am in your room. <laughs> I've been doing this work for a while, so I know how it works. <laughs> Hallelujah. Avoid paying stupid tax. Tax on stupidity. You owe 10 pounds. You don't pay the 10 pounds. And it goes past the date. So they, they, they write a letter. They write another letter. Then they put a, a stupid tax on the 10 pounds you owe. You are in arrears. So now they write a letter. Then they add 5 pounds to it. So instead of paying 10 pounds, now you owe 15 pounds. And then you don't pay the 15 pounds. Then they send a bailiff. And when the bailiff comes down, the money goes to 60 pounds. So the bailiff's coming to your house is 60 pounds plus the 15 pounds you now owe. It's now 75 pounds. No, and the original bill was 10 pounds. So now you are paying 700% of the 10 pounds you owed. Are you with me? So what you need to do is face the debt. Go to your debtor and tell your debtor, Mr. Debtor, I know I owe you 10 pounds. I cannot pay today, but I'll pay one pound today. I'll pay three pounds next week when I'm paid. I'll pay, instead of my 50 pounds that I was going to spend, I'll give you uh, uh, five pounds from it until the money I owe you is paid. Everybody, every lender would like somebody who is willing to pay something towards what they owe. Because when they send the, the bailiff, they don't get any money. The bailiffs get the money. So it's not in their interest to send a bailiff to you. All they want you to do is tell them that I acknowledge that I owe you. And this is how I'm going to pay you. Are you with me? I mean, I do accounts for old people. And sometimes it's sad when you see an 86-year-old man, 86-year-old man has lived all her life. And they, they are, you know, the care that they get, people come into their house to give them breakfast, give them lunch, wash them, clean them, clean their homes. I take their money and I pay them. Then I, so I deal with the people who come, pay them, then I take the money from them and I balance. That's what I do. And sometimes it's only, it was only about 200 pounds or 300 pounds. But because they haven't paid, we have put so much. Uh, I have sold people's houses and made them homeless because they owed at 2,000, 3,000 pounds, but they didn't pay. So the amount of stupid tax that was put on was so much that now the only way is to sell their house and use half of the, the money we get from selling their house to pay what they owe and then the other half to pay for the home that we are sending the person to. Just because they, they, they paid tax on stupidity you get a parking ticket. The parking ticket is 
60 pounds. No, it's, it's 40 pounds. 40 pounds when you pay within 14 days. After 14 days, if you don't pay, it goes to 60 pounds. Then after 28 days, when you don't pay, it goes to 100 pounds. Then after 20, uh, when you don't pay, it goes to the, the, no, they write to you. Then they summons you to court. When they summons you to court, they add another 40 pounds or 50 pounds to it. So the thing that should have, could have been paid for 40 pounds now becomes 140 pounds. That's tax on stupidity. How many? Not you, but you know somebody who has paid that tax before. Me, I used to pay that tax. Uh, me, me, I used to pay that tax. <laughs> but for my wife, I, I would still be paying that tax. Because I, I was very, very good at paying that tax. If I don't see red letter, I don't even open to see how much I owe. How many understand what I'm saying? Confront your debts. It's not going anywhere. Touch, touch your neighbor and tell her your debts are not going anywhere. <laughs> you can't shoot the debt away. You can't pray it away. You can't prophesy it away. Debt cancellation and <laughs> Let me give you a scripture. Proverbs 22 7. Mm-hmm. You know, in, in, from 1999 to 2000, there were prophecies that all the, our debt will be cancelled, debt cancellation. The banks will confuse. They can't port from 99 to 2000, zero, zero. So all your debt, people will come back to zero. Praying, your mortgage will be wiped off. Look at somebody. <laughs> you think the bank will sit there for you to? <laughs> January, January, first, January first came. People went to punch in. They see they're still minus eight. <laughs> the rich ruleth over the poor, and the borrower is a servant to the lender. If you borrow money from me, you, you are my servant. Because every money you get, you have to work for me. Until the money is paid, you have to be working for me. You have not many masters. God is your master. Don't have a, a lot of masters. You owe here, you owe here, you owe here. You owe. Every store card, you have one. <laughs> you have Debenham card, you have B&Q card, you have a H&M card, you have a, a Boots card, you have... Everywhere they are offering a credit card, you collect. Are you a collector? You see, you won't hear this message in church. What you hear is the blessing. But I'm preaching real message. Because we all re- live with real debt. Double, double. My year of double blessing. Double blessing starts when you have finished paying your debt. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we learned something. Is it integer or what? In, uh, in uh, um, number line. Negative 200 to positive 200. If you are in negative, 
and I give you 200, it, it doesn't prosper you. It breaks you to zero. <laughs> so prosperity doesn't start until the negative has been cleared. Don't say you have prospered when you owe. You haven't prospered at all. So, I mean, the crazy thing some, some of us do is that you are saving when you are in debt. I think I'm preaching better than your amen. I am stepping on some people in this place. Listen, don't tell me you, are, you have 5,000 saved when you are in debt. Because the interest on the debt is much more than the interest you are getting on the savings. So you are paying stupid tax. Oh, don't put your head down. Keep your head up and look at me. Nobody will know I'm talking about you. Some people are trying to look everywhere. Some are trying to be busy. Some are scratching. I'm not changing the message. No, 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 no. It's a prophecy. We wanted a prophecy. If I wanted, we wanted Pastor Emmanuel to come. He was coming to give us prophetic. But the Lord knew what we needed. What we call it. <laughs> this is a prophetic word. Yeah, yeah. We can give us a prophetic word by phone. Listen. Cancel the credit cards. You don't need them. If you have more than two or three credit cards in this room and it's all maxed out, it means you don't have the discipline to carry credit cards. So cancel them. Pay them off. Reset. Refresh. For you, what you need is the card I've just talked to you about. <laughs> Zero to 50. <laughs> Zero to 50. No, uh, what do you call it? Uh, overdraft or not. No, 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 no. Zero to 50. When it goes to zero, then you have to wait on Sunday. Sunday, then it drops. Reset 50. <laughs> How many understand what I'm saying? It sounds, it sounds like a joke, but I'm very serious. What is the point in having so many credit cards? You see, a credit card is a way to increase your spending without thinking consciously about what you are doing. Do you understand? Go, P, P, oh, it's only 20 pounds. P, oh, no, no. then he's like, oh, I'm buying something there. They say, your long card number, please. Four, 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 five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Say, What's the three digits? Two, two, four, five. They say, it has gone through. They say, yeah. I, I paid for it. I've paid for it. You haven't paid you for haven't it. You haven't paid for it. Because the actual, the actual amount that you are going to end up paying for is not 70 pounds. You are going to pay 250 pounds by the time you finish paying for that thing. You have not paid for it. Because the actual value is 70 pounds. But because Barclays has paid for you and you are paying 10 pounds or 5 pounds every month to Barclays, by the time you are finished paying that 70 pounds, you have paid Barclays 250 pounds. So tax on stupidity. (laughs) 
Now I'm coming there. Wait, wait. Don't, don't hurry me up. I'm coming there. I'm, I'm, very, I'm very deliberate today. Touch your neighbor and say, is he talking to you? I, I have a prophetic, I feel, I sense my spirit. I, I sense more than 80% of this, the people in this room are in this bracket. I, I sense that in my spirit. Listen, for most of us, where we came from, we didn't do credit cards. We don't have it though. And we were very comfortable. Goods on the left, money on the right. You have goods on the left, money on the right, you exchange it. You worm passes here, the other passes here, and we are happy. Let's go back to it until we gain the discipline. Are, are you with me? Cancel the credit cards. Oh, I only have 10 pounds on this one. No, another one. I only have 300. No. You see, the fact that you have a credit card, it will be maxed up one day because something will come. In emergency. the guise of emergency, emergency. that will fill the, the, that card up. Emergency. Emergency. If you don't have it, you won't fill it. Emergency. Emergency. Give me and I don't have. Don't Who have is stronger? Give, <laughs> eh? Give, me. Give me and I don't have. Which one is stronger? I don't have. I don't have. Give me. If I don't have, what can you do? You can lift me and throw me upside down. I still don't have. If I don't have, I don't have, it's always stronger than give me. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. I don't Before I used to feel very bad when somebody calls me and asks me, give me. But now I become so hardened because I, I get, where's my phone? I get this give me type of messages every day. <laughs> I'm just doing a, a, a message I got this morning. And it's, uh, greetings, hope you are doing well and your family. No, if I let me give it to Pastor Sam, let Pastor Sam read it so that it's not my, me. Greetings, hope you are doing well as well as your family. Nevertheless, I was talking to my sis, and she said I should talk to you about it. My son is at UG Legon, reading IT for four years. And I want, I want somebody to pay his fees, etc. They have opened this week, but you have to pay half or more this week. before you can go to classes. This week. Hope the person will not regret doing it. There is more good news, etc. Hope, <laughs> uh, hope, hope to hear from you. From, and I from get this type soon. of thing, this type of text message, at least, if I'm not exaggerating, at least four or five times each month. I get this type of message. So I've. Etc. Et so I've learned how to say I don't have. <laughs> you see, give me and I don't have. Who is stronger? I don't have. Did I give birth to your child? <laughs> Why 
When you are giving birth to the child, where was I? If I was also throwing money around like that, would you? If I also write to you and I say, okay, my son <laughs> needs something, so give me. Would you mind me? <laughs> Hallelujah. So please confront the debts. I have X amount of credit card debts. I have Y amount of phone bill debts. And please cancel the phone contract that you don't need. You don't need 60 pounds a month going out of your, your... Who calls you? Who are you talking to? All you can eat data. <laughs> oh, you're preaching! <laughs> Listen. All you can eat data. What are you eating? What are you eating? When you are home, there's wireless at home. Your workplace, there's wireless you there. At McDonald's, you get if you Wi-Fi. are desperate, go to McDonald's, sit there. Free Wi-Fi. Free Wi-Fi. Do whatever you have to do. Uh, the shopping center, free Wi-Fi. And go home. <laughs> All you can eat data. <laughs> Stop behaving like a, a fetish priest. Sit down. <laughs> How many understand what I'm saying? You are preaching 60 pounds. 60 pounds. All you can eat data. New handset. Because you want iPhone 11, with the one that has three eyes. You, are, you don't want one with one eye. Now you want three. 11 Pro. Then what? The iPhone 4 that you have still works. Reverend, you have to hit it. You have to hit it before it works. Now, I think you have to come and collect the microphone and preach. <laughs> okay, so, okay, 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 shh, okay, okay. So they say four, four won't work. Okay. Uh, okay, 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 okay. I have more, I have more. Just, just calm down, calm down. I have more, just calm down. Give me your phone. You see, you go and buy a phone. You don't put any cover. <laughs> then you keep smashing it. Anytime you smash it, you have to go and replace. 70 pounds for the screen. For the screen. 30 pounds. Anytime it falls down, smash. Listen, I've had this phone for over two years. It is like a, a armored car. <laughs> it has, it has uh, this layers of protection. Yeah, but if I remove it, it's still new. 
It's still new. If I remove it and I take it, it's still new. But it is highly protected. I can guarantee you that it's going for another four or five years. And I'm not ready to change it. It is Samsung. And the one before this, I had it for four years. It's still there. It still works. When I'm, when I'm traveling, when I travel, that's the one I use. Should in case they steal it. I have that one. So that one is... <laughs> you are preaching, my friend. I, and if I put, uh, what do you call it? If I put uh, 11 pounds a month, I get more than I need to make phone calls and internet. Because there are only three places I go. I am either at work, which is free Wi-Fi, at home, which is free Wi-Fi, in church, which is free Wi-Fi. So between the house to work, how much data do I need? Between home to church, how much data do I need? Are you understand what I'm saying? Because if instead of paying 60 pounds, I pay 10 pounds, I'm saving 50 pounds. 50 times uh, 12 is what? 600. Times 2 is what? 1,200. Do you know 1,200 is almost a deposit for a house? Amen. Did you know that? And you have used it for a phone because of all you can eat. To watch nonsense. Listen, the phone itself, the, the phone itself cost about six or seven hundred pounds. But the phone people charge you thousand two hundred. So they make twice the value of the phone. You didn't know. And the, so the six hundred, you are paying two hundred percent for that phone. Because it has three eyes. You're paying tax on stupidity. Uh, you didn't like. You see, wisdom. You remember, we started with wisdom, gathers more, foolishness spends. You remember? Yeah, I'm showing you some of the examples. The suit you have, if you went and dry cleaned it, it will look sharp and new. You wouldn't need to buy another one. Mm. But because of stupidity, you leave that one and you buy a new one. Your room can't breathe. Your wardrobe can't breathe. The, the, the things are all yeah. squeezing on top of each other. They are like that. They are about to, your, 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 your line is always breaking. Because <laughs> the clothes there are heavier than the how many of you are in your room? Give me a wave. Be honest. Be honest. Only one person is waving. Oh. So is that the rest of you? The spirit of lying has caught you, or guilt is what is Magda, are you all right? Liberation is coming. 
Listen. What was the first number one step? Number two? Number three? <laughs> my, my time is up and I've only done two. <laughs> Well, we're supposed to be doing seven. <laughs> this is an important message. We need this. We need this. Yeah. Listen. Practically, practically, we by by June you should be out of debt. I'm showing you how to get out of debt. I don't care how much. I'm going to show you how to get out of debt. Are you with me? I said I don't know. How, I don't care how much. I'm going to show you practically how to get out. The first thing is to budget. Live on the budget. 50 pounds. Your spending plan. When it's 50 and it finishes. Some of us can live below, way below 50. But I'm just, I'm just trying to give you leverage. So this Friday when you are paid. Take your tithe out. That's the first step the to discipline. Are you because if you can't take tithe out, you can't take spending out. Because yours is a lack of discipline. And you see, once you, you can't do God, you can't do anything else. <laughs> uh, you get what I'm saying? If you are a tither, you will know how to be, 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 be disciplined. Because every, every month I'm paying 10% of my income. If you discipline every month, you can pay towards your debt. Every month you can pay towards any, your investment. Every month you can pay towards your savings. Are you getting what I'm saying? So when you, you take your tithe out, then you take 200 out, which you put in an account, that, that drops 50. Drops 50. Drops 50. And it drops every Sunday night. <laughs> so, when you... You know, you can, you can go to a bank and set it up. Yeah. You can do it online. Set it up. Get a bank, a, the bank that you are going to be using. There's no uh, credit, what do you call it? Overdraft facility on it. That's now the, bank, the card you are going to use. You know, the card that has, that has no... It is not shiny, has no... So you use that one. No, no, it's normal card. Then you go. 50. And it makes you now think before you buy because you know that. <laughs> but when it gets to Friday, <laughs> I'll have to fast Saturday and Sunday. <laughs> Hallelujah. Number three, stay out of debt. Romans 13, 8. The first, number two was get out of debt. De out of debt. Number three is stay out of debt. Which means that from today going, you are not allowed to go into any debt. How many understand what I'm saying? From today, you are not allowed to go into any debt. Oh no man anything but to love one another. For he that loveth another 
had fulfilled the law. Owe no man anything. Don't owe any man. Don't owe any bank money. Oh, uh, 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 give me 10 pounds. Uh, I'll give it to you next week. Oh, no, man. Oh, give me two, 20 pounds. I want to do something. I'll give it to you next week. Quick turn around. <laughs> There'll be a quick turn around. No. No. Stay out of debt. Buy now, pay later. No. You don't need it. Interest free, new city. It is ending half price. It's ending by uh, Sunday night. You have to buy it now, or you can't go into the shop. No, 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 no. It's all lies. It's all lies. <laughs> they do it every every two months. Every two months. And see the cities. What they do is that they move it from here to the shop. So from here, it's like it is finishing, closing down. Closing down on, on Saturday night. Sale down, closing down. Half price. Buy it now. Then Monday when you go, they're taking all the, the, the settings from here. They're going to put it in this shop. And closing brought down. this one closing down here. They brought the things here. And you see, that closing down thing, it, it gives you agency. It's like a pressure on you. That makes you like, this is a very good deal. It's 70% of you need it. It's closing down. It is all psychological. Because they also have to make money. And they know that you are not a disciplined person. So they, they thrive on your indiscipline. So you go, most of the time, when they come to do the 70%, they take all the good things out. Lock it in the basement. Then they bring all the okay, things that for the last 10 years they haven't been able to sell. They can't put them all there, 70% off. It is true. Because they know you will come. <laughs> and when you, when you come and buy, they take everything out. Then they bring the ones back there. Normal price. Then they wait when the season is changing. Summer sale, closing down. Winter, then they bring the thing from upstairs again back. The ones that we didn't finish buying in January, they bring it now. Finish it now. Blue Cross sale. <laughs> if you have watched carefully, the Blue Cross sale, the, the, the fashion is old. Because it has been there for like two years. You see, but because you are not... You just, yeah, yeah, you see, look at me, look I'm going. Yeah, to relieve the stress. There's nothing like shopping therapy. It is increasing the depression. <laughs> because it's like, it's, it's just high when you get out of the checkout. As soon as you get out of the checkout, the depression comes again. Are you getting what I'm saying? The fact that a new phone has been released doesn't mean you must get it. <laughs> the fact that they brought uh, earphones without wire, you have to go and get it. Watch that tells the time and gives you music. You have to go and get it. The one that when you are walking, tell you how many steps you have gotten. You have to go and get it. Where, where are you going? Glasses that will tell you your time. 
Then you go and buy it. <laughs> You'll be reading something like you go. <laughs> <laughs> eh? What kind of life is that? I think I think we have to go home. But but I, I want I want to give you the opportunity to ask a few questions, a couple of questions before we close. Is that all? This person. I've sort of put their matter on hold because it is. <laughs> okay, so in summary, well, this is the summary. All my debt is thirty thousand pounds. With the IVA, it consolidates it, so I pay less over time, but more consistently. If I make over a certain amount, my pay back will go up, so I cover more of all my loans. The 2K I needed was for a loan I could no longer afford to pay. And they were threatening legal action and debt collectors. So it just made sense to register for insolvency. And it gives me some legal protection against that. This isn't like student loans. I still pay that from my salary. This is more the future finance I used for accommodation support, which I was doing the masters. And all the payday loans I took out over ah, to meet ah, different payment deadlines ah, that just snowballed. I had loans ah, with like four different companies. Ah, I was basically paying my whole salary towards all the loans, ah, and it just wasn't sustainable. So I was defaulting on some. Ah, the IVA is basically like a company that reaches out to all your lenders on your behalf to plead your case and get them to agree to get a reduced amount over five years. Mm. So they at least recover a good amount of their loan back, but rarely 100% of it. Mm. They get like 30 to 40% instead, which isn't ideal for them. So the bank, they bank on me earning more so that I can pay closer to the 100. Mm. As my agreed living cost of 11,000 will not change. Mm. If I was to receive any amount sufficient enough to cover all my debt, then the IVA gets revoked and I return to the original payment terms with all my debtors. So basically, well, uh, this person is stuck mm. and um, they don't know how to move forward. Neither do I know how to help them. So. Okay. The first thing that I'll say is that please, I'm begging everybody in this room, payday loan, uh, those type of loans never go near them. Never, even if it's 10 pounds, don't go near them. Because, you see, there is something called APR, right? When you borrow from the bank, you pay 27%. The payday loan charged 2,660%. So if you borrow like um, one pound, you pay 2,600 pounds back. So from what this guy, from the what you are reading, he bought something very minimal, but he is paying about two thousand pounds extra on stupidity. For such a person, the best thing he can do is to declare himself bankrupt. That's his best, because of the amount of money and the condition he is. The best thing is to declare himself bankrupt. Are you with me? When he declares himself, no, he hasn't done that. What he's done is financial management, which is 
debt, debt insolvency. It's a step below bankruptcy, but he has to go bankrupt. That's his best, best deal. So tell him that his best deal is bankruptcy, then he starts all over again. Do you understand? Because the bankruptcy means that you are not entitled to borrow anything for about five, five to six, seven years. After that, you reset. It's better because he cannot get out of debt. And it's like a quicksand. The more he tries to get out, the more he's sinking. But I also think that he said that he's renting. So maybe he has to adjust that also. Is he renting a room? Is he renting a flat? If he's renting a flat, he should get out of it. For such a person, if you really want to help them, maybe you, mm, you may have to bring them, extract them from their environment. Like try and tell them the truth. So they cut, they cut their parents off, cut everything off, and it's, it's, a, it's like a massive. Because it, it's like a, a spiral thing that can, it can happen. You know, it, it, I mean, I have a personal experience on that, so I know exactly what I'm talking about. The best thing is to declare yourself insolvent, move out, and reset. My own brother lost a house that's worth over two million pounds now. That didn't belong to him because of something like that. So I know what I'm talking about. Any other question? Is it good to have um, a prepaid? Excellent. Excellent idea. It's the same as what I was saying. You load into it. When it's finished, it's finished. So you can use the credit, prepaid credit card as 50. That's what you spend on. So you put load 50 pounds every. Don't load 200 pounds for the month. Load 50 pounds when it's finished. You wait. Then you load another 50 pounds when it's finished. Then you wait. I think that's also. I think also the. Contentment you get when you have come out of debt will motivate you to, to stay out of debt. And you know, when you see your debt going down, and then it's, it's contentious you. Mm -hmm. No, no, no. Because it, 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 it's, it's all, they thrive on your indiscipline. Because they know that six months will come and pass and you still not have cleared it. <laughs> so it's a six months, not percent. Then after six months, it goes to 30% or 40%. Because they know definitely you won't pay. Because you are indisciplined. But you just imagine, maybe it's 200 pounds, 250 pounds is what you wanted. Save it and go and buy the thing. Money on the left, goods on the right, we exchange. Not not percent, not whatever percent. Forget about all those percent. Yes, yes, yes. After five years, once the bankruptcy elapses, you can. It will take you another maybe a year or two years to build your credit up, but yes, you can. Yes. Uh -huh. When you're trying to budget and save money, when the money is there that you can see it, you can, it makes you want to shop. Like for me, I so, do that. So, so get, get so, the body. 
I try to invest as well, but with investing as well, you have to be careful, and that's where I'm coming from because no, you ask can... for advice. If you like, come and give Pastor Gloria your your credit card, so no, you won't as see. As in investing, no, even apart from that, uh, if you want to save, there are a lot of good banks like uh, CSB Center there, and they have specific bank accounts that you can only put in; you can't take anything out. So you oh, see, yes, and they have good interest rates. So you see your money, but you can't touch it. You can have ISIS, tesis, and all those things. Oh, yeah, the thing is, when I see it, it's like yeah. So if I see, but I can't get it till the twelve months. Matures. So you can never touch it. And when they now, they, you can even set it that when the twelve months hits, they renew it, so you can't touch it, and then it's going. So you see it in Kitchen, but you can't touch it till yeah. And that is better because it's also it exciting to see it going and not being able. To touch it, but knowing that you have, however, I got ice and I always. <laughs> no, no, the ice I, I, I always. Don't do ice. So if you do the, um, whatever bank you save with, they would have it anyway. You understand? So you can save maybe five hundred a month, there a month, whatever, for it, twelve months. And then it's going